It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we connect the dots between the spiritual, physical, emotional, and intellectual facets of who we actually are. And um, I continue to say this because here we are in the spring of 2021 and everyone is still terrified of COVID even though we're uh, taking the vaccines. We now know that there are variants and the variants can create all kinds of issues uh, that may or may not be covered by one of the vaccines. And then most recently we know that they have stopped uh, AstraZeneca's and they have stopped Johnson & Johnson for some side effects. So what I do encourage everyone to consider is in order to be healthy, there's just two things that you really and truly need to know. One of them has to do with knowing your immune function. And if your immune function is a 70 or greater, and this is uh, detected through a blood test, the blood test um, is a D as in dog three test and you have to ask for it. They're not going to give it to you unless you do ask for it and it 99% of the time is covered by insurance. The other one is a C-reactive protein and that is the level of your inflammation and you want it to be below the number one. Um, the products that Boomers Forever Young have on their website, so if you go to my website which is SynergyConnectionRadio.com. On that website, you'll see their link. And they are world-class products. And certainly they have D3 there, they have vitamin C with magnesium, which we need for heart function. They have um, a barley that is grown in Canada, and it is a sprout, uh, it's not a grain. And so people that say, oh, I can't take something like that because I'm gluten intolerant, Yes, you can, and it removes inflammation from the body. It uh, takes toxins out of the body and it rebuilds muscle. So please go check out their products. They are a sponsor of Synergy Connection. And I think uh, I have used their products for the last four years. I will tell you that my C-reactive protein is a 0.3. Um, so I have very little inflammation and my uh, immune system function is 70. So, you know, you're looking at somebody who understands what it takes to be healthy and the vaccine is not going to get you there. It'll help prevent death. It'll help maybe keep you out of the hospital, but it's up to all of us to take responsibility for our health. So, um, having said that to everyone, if you decide to order anything, if you use my first name, L-U-C-Y, in the promo code, you will get $5 off of each and every order and I hope you try some of their products because again they are world-class and they will do what they're designed to do which is to keep us healthy. Um, I have as a new guest today Andrea Glasser and uh, she's been in the United States since 2002 from the country of Romania. Um, she's written three books as part of her trilogy which is called Following a Dream and she enjoys inspiring others in the areas of holistic wellness as well as helping people see that challenges can be turned into opportunities for personal growth and certainly we've talked about that a lot 
um, you know, in the show over the last two and a half years. Just because you have an obstacle does not mean that you need to lay down and stop. It just means that you got to find a way over, around, under, or through. And I think that's what she's done with her lifetime. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lucy. Such an honor, and I'm so grateful to be here today. Um, uh, especially, I made a goal this year to focus on the synergy growth. And then I met you, and your podcast is called Synergy Podcast. Uh-huh. So I thought it was definitely a sign we need to know each other more. And I'm so, so grateful to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're very, very welcome. So, I mean, you know, all those years ago, I mean, you were a very young person saying, I need to leave my country. That's tough. I mean, there are people in the United States that are saying, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of the politics and this and that and the other thing. And they're going when they can. They're going to, you know, become, I guess, expatriates. But I have a couple people I know that are, you know, living permanently in Ireland, uh, Spain, France, you know. And so they've left the United States for a lot of different reasons. Um, but you looked at us and said, that's where I'm going. So how did you do that? Right. So um, it's interesting. I didn't realize why uh, since I was very, very young, uh, probably age of eight, um, I had this dream instilled in me that I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to go as far as possible from where I was born. I never felt like my place was there. And I didn't quite understand why. And I never really thought about it much until last year when I got encouraged by a friend in Canada to start writing my books. And uh, she asked me, if you were so loved and you had a childhood that was so amazing and happy, you received love, you had everything you wanted, why you wanted so badly to leave a place like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that made me dig deeper into my thoughts and feelings and memories. And I discovered that, yes, they, I grew up uh, in communism. And uh, there was a revolution in my country when I was 14 years old. And until then, uh, there were lots and lots of restrictions, like um, traveling restrictions. Um, You couldn't go outside the country unless you were a diplomat or a professional athlete. Um, Luckily, my father um, always had very high positions in his job and uh, he got connections and he was able to offer me and my mom a trip outside the country. We went to visit some friends in Germany when I was still young and uh, but there was uh, an exception and um, when I saw how the outside world looks like Uh and all the possibilities that you have like you walk in a mall and you have more than you can uh, consume and like from food to clothing to everything electronics and, and that planted a seed in my head. And I said, why some people live with so much restriction and some people are so free to choose what they want when they want it. So that definitely increased my desire to, to leave my country. And 
I started asking myself, where do I want to live? And I always loved my English teachers, mm-hmm. and not so much the French teachers because they were always very strict. And um, the, uh, the English teachers made me uh, enjoy and love uh, the English because um, they were just nice and, and more understanding and loving. and. Uh, I had to choose, so I said, okay, then I want to live in a country where they speak English. And I didn't know much about Australia or South Africa or other countries, but uh, from movies and everything, I saw a lot of movies from the United States, and I fell in love with the culture and the freedom that I could see through mm-hmm. the movies. And um, I thought... Was it, what? I mean, when you arrived, was it everything you thought it would be? It was that and more. And more? Okay. I just wondered, because sometimes when you're watching a movie, you know, they embellish a lot of what we have, and it may not be as great as what they kind of shared that it might be. So it was everything and more. Right. It was more. I think that part of that was the fact that um, I always had a positive, joyful attitude and I was always expecting great things to happen Uh and I was not focused on the negative or on my fears I always followed my my dreams my heart and my intuition Uh and I I refuse to believe that there's uh, only bad I I wanted to see the good in every bad situation so there was always something to learn Yeah. yeah 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 All right, so how old were you when you said goodbye? I mean, you're saying goodbye to family, your Mm -hmm. mom, your dad. Was he still living at the time? Yes, my dad was still living at the time. He uh, was the owner of a factory in Romania. So he instilled this seed of um, whatever you do in life, make sure you work for yourself, you work hard, you're respectful with others and... Uh, with yourself and you you value yourself you trust yourself so he, they they put these seeds in me to to have confidence and and to not fear to go in a foreign country by myself uh, without knowing much and um i was uh, after i finished college i went to live in austria where my older brother lives even to this day and hopefully one day he'll come here um, Austria is beautiful. Though. It's beautiful, <laughs> and he lives in the Alps and mm-hmm. right at the border with Switzerland. So mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful. Well, maybe it's going to be just a nice, you know, you can go visit him someday, and he can come here because right. we won't be under all these restrictions anymore. Soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I went to live in Austria first for a couple years because uh, at that time I was still young. I was still trying to figure out my values, my purpose. Uh, I wasn't very confident. So I was asking a lot of advice from people that were more mature, more experienced. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everyone told me, are you crazy? You're going across the ocean. You're way too far. And you should stay where your brother is. At least you have each other and you help each other. Mm -hmm. So I thought uh, they know something that I don't. And I listened to their advice. And after a couple of years, I realized that 
that's not my place and I want to continue my dream. And I think there's a reason why people have desires in their heart and those desires never leave them because that's part of who they are and, and their purpose. And I think they should never give up on those dreams. You know, uh, when you and I met the very first time, I remember telling you that, you know, we're like 50 trillion vibrating cells inside of our body. So if we come into our physical existence as nothing more than energy with a purpose, with a mission, then, you know, the body houses the mission and the purpose with all of those cells that are vibrating. And staying, whether you were staying in Austria or Romania or some other part of the world, it would have still encouraged you. The energetic vibrational field would have said, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. There's more to discover. And so that's what you did. I agree. I agree. And now I know why. Looking back uh, where I used to be 10 years, 20 years ago, um, I am absolutely mesmerized how far I've come and I remember the person I used to be and, and I'm very um, proud and confident of who I am today and I still um, I feel like I'm not even halfway there <laughs> well you know personally I don't think we stop right. learning or stop growing as people until we're on our deathbed and it's the last breath we're still moving forward. And maybe at that point, we're moving forward to our next destiny, you know, and it's leaving that physical body and moving on to a spiritual realm. But we're still moving. Yes, we transform. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that was one of the reasons why I, I realized that I was not the only person that uh, was told that I was shy or I was not feeling confident um, and it's part of the growing process and I wanted I looked around I, I since I was very young I like to observe people um, and I noticed uh, there are a lot of people even in their midlife they still don't know their purpose they still feel insecure they're not confident they they follow the crowd they don't know what they stand for mm -hmm. so that's what determined me to write my books and to encourage people and to guide them and show them how to trust themselves more how to invest more in their self-development how how to f recognize their value and remember who they are and um yeah just to so how do you develop. go about doing that because you know i will tell you that as a, a therapist for over 35 years you know people that i would see and still see um they you know they have no clue as to how to get where they want to go. They know they're not happy where they are. They might be blaming a spouse. They might be blaming a parent that was overbearing. They might be blaming their job or something else, but they're not looking in the mirror and saying, what part of this is me? Right. <laughs> so how do you, um, you know, because you're a kind of a life coach of, of sorts, so how do you engage them to look in the mirror? Correct. So uh, first of all, I tell people nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect as much. I, I invest in myself every single day. 
um, but I, nobody will reach perfection and I encourage people to look for progression mm -hmm. and I tell baby them steps. yes baby, <laughs> baby steps, steps absolutely <laughs> and I encourage them to stay patient because sometimes they want a microwave success and I tell them that doesn't work it, it, and even if it works it's a very very short time mm -hmm. so I encourage them to be patient and uh, remind themselves to um, uh, first uh, look at themselves and, and, and uh, not blame anything and every, anybody and uh, learn how to take responsibility. Every time something goes wrong, uh, focus like, what can I do? Not, not feel discouraged and say, oh, I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, I'm not this and that. Uh, or let me blame somebody else because it's easier. Um, so I encourage them all the time to first look at themselves every time something doesn't go their way to look at themselves and ask themselves uh, what, what can I do to make it better? What did I learn from here? And also don't, don't blame your spouse because you, you married that person for a reason. Mm -hmm. So remember why you fell in love with them and remember that happiness comes from inside. Don't look on the outside for your happiness. And your spouse is there to add to your happiness, is not responsible for your happiness, to make you happy. You gotta find happiness inside you and then uh, the people around you will add to your happiness and it's uh, gonna overflow and then you can share and, and give to others even more. You know, one of the things, I'm a very visual person mm. and I think that's, you know, the art, artist that's in me and the writer and you're probably very similar uh, as a writer. But when I hear you talking about that, it's like um, we reach a lot of times it's adolescence when the unhappiness begins to emerge and then it just kind of grows you know over time so that you end up as a grumpy old woman or a grumpy old man you know at some point in your life yeah. but they've lacked putting a foundation in and so if you don't have your house doesn't have a foundation that's mm -hmm. very good then you sure as heck are not going to have a very strong house. I mean, the first big wind that comes along. Remember Shaky. the uh, Three Little Pigs? Correct. Okay, so I mean, you know, the huff and puff. We, down here in Florida, you got a good tropical storm. It doesn't have to be a hurricane. And you're going to get damaged, right? So with people, it's like look at your foundation. What are your core values at that foundational level? Because if you have become a 20-something, 30-something, 40-something and up, and you didn't have a good foundation, then you do look for others. You know, you go out there and go, okay, they're going to make me happy because this job will value me. And uh, so many people, um, you know, look at their work as an extension of who they are. And then if the work doesn't say you're spectacular, you know, then they begin to doubt themselves, right? That's so true. And if and they're sad, yeah, and it's very sad. And if if their spouse doesn't tell them every day how amazing they are, you know, then they have doubts in that area. If they, um, you know, don't have that core value of of looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, you know, you're pretty good all mm -hmm. across the board. There's work to be done because we're all a work in progress, but you're pretty good but if you're always looking out for somebody else to tell you that yeah validation yeah, yeah. happiness is going to be very elusive yeah very yeah 
I agree. And uh, you mentioned values. A lot of people don't even know their values. They know, oh yeah, uh, don't lie, don't steal, don't hurt someone, you know, whatever. But uh, people don't take the time to really sit down and reflect, uh, what are my values and how do I know when I have to make a decision in life? How do I know if it's going to be right or wrong? And then they, they keep hesitating and then they don't make any decision or somebody else is going to make that decision for them. And mm -hmm. that's why they keep finding themselves in the same unhappy place. Right. So um, I, I've been there. That's why uh, I speak only from my experiences. And of course, I have coaches and mentors. They are guiding me and keeping me on the right track. But I learned that... Um, if you want to be emotionally, mentally stable and always be very confident and secure with your decisions in life, um, many times it's better to make a wrong decision than not making any decision. Because you can always correct. And, and I always ask myself, if I um, have a little sense of fear, whatever I do in life, if I, I sense that I get a little nervous and I the fear wants to start creeping up on me. Mm -hmm. I, I always tell myself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? If I, whatever I do right now, I decided to do something. If, if it doesn't go the way I want, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm -hmm. And I realize nobody's going to chop off my head, <laughs> chop off my head, you know, and uh, I, I, you know, I can always make it better next time. I can always, the, uh, if I do a mistake, I'm not afraid to apologize. If uh, I didn't do something perfect, I, I'm okay with the progression. And therefore, I always look on the outside and ask people, ask people around me because I'm not the expert in everything. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I learn to ask better questions. And when I need help, I admit it. And I always go and, and search somebody who has the fruit on the tree, who has more experience and success in what I want to improve in my life. And then I go and ask them. Right, right. Yeah. And that makes a, a big difference. There is um, a story that uh, I don't know whether it was in a motivational YouTube or, or just where, but uh, years ago I had heard this about a, a man that was passing by, um, an older man that was sitting on the front porch with his dog, and the dog kept moaning. And finally the passerby said, you know, why is your dog always moaning? And the older man said, you know, because he's sitting on a nail. And that's kind of what we do in our life, I think, is, you know, we'll moan about something, we'll complain about something, uh, you know, to anybody who will listen. But the bottom line is, what are you willing to do to make a change? And it might mean getting up and moving. And it doesn't necessarily mean moving to a different chair or a different part of the porch. It might mean, like you did, moving from Romania to the United States. You were willing to take the courage and make that leap. Right. And you didn't know what was going to happen once you got here. It could have been worse. Um, you know, I mean, after you left your brother in Austria, that security, you know, was gone. And now you just arrived. So what happened after you arrived? Let me let me hear about that. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I um, landed in Florida. In oh, Miami. you actually flew to Miami? Yes. 
and oh, wow. I took the very first plane and I flew to Chicago. In, in my head, I didn't know where I want to establish myself, but I figured I want to live in a big city because there's more opportunity for everything. Um, and okay, between New York and Chicago, because I, I looked online and I saw that there's a big Romanian communities and I figured if I ever need help with anything, I will go and uh, sit in front of a Romanian church or something mm -hmm. until somebody comes and asks me, how can I help? Right. <laughs> but I, I figure, I promise my parents, uh, if something goes wrong, I will not sleep under the bridge. I will not put my life in danger or my health. I will take the first plane and come back. But mm -hmm. I wanted to stretch out of my comfort zone and I wanted to reach my potential I was not afraid and I was not focusing on what could go wrong I was always focusing on what could go right mm -hmm. so I had uh, little dreams at the time uh, all I wanted is to have a safe place where I go and I put my head down on a pillow at night and um, I wanted to have a um, job or some source of income that it's legal, it, it doesn't uh, confront with my values and my core values. I, I wanted to make sure that everything I do is because I, I feel comfortable and, and um, I don't feel endangered or... Uh, so how did you find your first job? Uh, yeah, so my first job was, <laughs> good memories, um, it was a mom-and-pops, uh, like a burger place in Chicago, and I just walked uh, in the door and I told them, hey, I just came here, I don't know where is north and south and nothing, I, I'm just learning everything and my English is not perfect, but I, I need to earn money and I'm looking for a job. Are you hiring? And they said, absolutely, we need a cashier. Do you know the money, the currency? And I'm like, not really, but I learn fast. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So how many times did you give somebody the wrong change and they smiled and said, thank you? Yeah, but they were patient because my accent was very heavy at the time mm -hmm. and uh, they noticed uh, I was very new. So they were very patient and understanding with me and that helped a lot. Uh, but after two weeks, um, I saw that the owner was giving paychecks to everybody and they skipped me. So I asked, when do I get a paycheck? And she said, well, the first three months is training and you can eat here as much as you want, but uh, you, you don't really get paid until uh, you finish your probation. Wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you, but no, thank you. Really? And I was running low on my savings, so I said I need to figure out something as quick as possible. So I thank them for, for their help and uh, I left. And I remember I had to take two trains to go back to my uh, studio that I was renting across from Lake Michigan. And um, I didn't have enough change in my pocket only for one ticket. 
and the rest I had to walk home. Wow. So by the time I got home, I had to throw away my shoes because I got holes in my shoes. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that, that I, I will remember uh, for the rest of my life. It was a good lesson to learn that, hey, I'm capable of more than I can think right now, my, uh, more than my imagination can figure out at the moment. And therefore, um, I realized that people limit their beliefs and that they create their own reality with their own thoughts. And at that moment, I realized that I can do so much more and I deserve more. I don't have to work in a little uh, rinkety place where they don't value me, they don't pay me. And it's not their fault. It's my fault because I put myself in that situation. So that uncomfortable situation actually helped me to stretch even more out of my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. um, so what was your next job? Bigger. Because here you walked all the way home. Okay. And then you've got to find something that's going to help pay the bills. Correct. <laughs> and I had to figure something fast. And I went to a grocery store. I believe it was Albertson. And it's a big chain up oh. north. And um, I was standing there, I saw an announcement that they were hiring. And while I was waiting for a manager to uh, speak with and have an interview for a job, an older gentleman approached me and he asked me um, if I'm here to look for a job. And he was just a customer, a regular customer of that store. And we exchanged a few words, and I discovered that he was Romanian as well. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And he was so nice. He invited me over to his home to um, meet his wife. Uh, They cooked a meal for me, and he uh, told me, I want to take you to the Romanian church. Next day was Sunday, I believe, and he wanted to take me there to meet more people and to... Uh, introduced me and he also told me uh, take the newspaper and there's uh, different job opportunities there and you can also um, uh, one of the greatest things for you right now is to apply for a live-in babysitting job because you save money on uh, living expenses uh, you can eat there, so you, you save uh, uh, travel also, so you, you can save a lot of money and you can do something that it's instinctual for you. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's a great idea. So uh, I did uh, get the newspaper and I found an um, agency in a suburb of Chicago where they were hiring for babysitting and, and cleaning jobs. And I, I went there. In that very same day, I fill out the form, they did the background check, and they took me to see three different families, and they were all, like, beating on me, like, who wanted to pay more to, to hire me that day, and they were making promises, like, I'll pay you more, don't go with somebody else, you know, and I was like, what? How did like, you choose? <laughs> yeah, right, I chose purely what my heart was telling Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. like one lady uh, for example uh, wanted to have the interview in front of her house outside she said we can go in right now because there's a personality there that doesn't want to be seen and I don't yeah 
So she was protecting somebody's identity, whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I don't like to judge, but I use my judgment. So I said, if she's treating me like this from day mm-hmm. one, then mm-hmm. how am I going to be treated later? Right. right. So then the second family, we met in a restaurant and we sat in a very dark, quiet corner and she was interviewing me but the, the reason I didn't choose her is because um, she lived very far out in the country and I felt like I was too secluded from the uh, society and uh, also she had four kids and I felt very overwhelmed to take my very first job with, with four with four <laughs> right yeah so I th- picked a third family she only had three children but two were uh, twin boys and they were very sweet and the girl was a little older and I felt more comfortable she was very nice to me and yeah so that's how I picked my first family well what's interesting too is um on other shows we've talked about the importance of deciding with your heart because if your heart's centered that is your intuition yes and if you're intellectualizing it and trying to figure out all the pluses and minuses nine times out of ten you'll make the wrong decision so if you just kind of check in with your heart and say okay what are you saying it'll guide you yes especially i i think all people we have uh, a very good instinct Mm -hmm. but some people choose not to listen to their instinct or they forgot how to connect with their inner self because Mm -hmm. they they live in a very stressful uh, fast-paced environment it's always work 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 go 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 i was gonna say i think if it's a a business Mm -hmm. i mean if you can trust your intuition i think you'll be incredibly successful but business people be they male or female really do tend to live in their head and so 95% of the time they're making decisions based on intellectual reasoning right and um, and it it doesn't work as well it just really doesn't but sometimes they're just too afraid to trust their heart I agree I agree and I'm I'm a business person today so I make a lot of decisions from the heart still, but also I use my judgment and I choose what makes more uh, reason, what, what's more logic, what's uh, what makes more financial sense, but not always. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, mm-hmm. I, a it's less that. than 50% that yeah. I make. My, my main decisions still come from the from heart. From the heart, yeah. yeah. I think if you can, I'm a giver. Yeah, yeah, if you tend to stay there, you'll, you'll be fine. So did you meet your husband in Chicago? or did you relocate to meet him? Um, I, after doing different babysitting jobs for, for different families, because my uh, first family was with living, but then I realized after a few months that I'm brand new, I need to build a network of friends, I need to get a life, uh, I can't just work, work, work and, and stay in the same place. So. Um, in order to do that, I realized I need to find a family where I babysit and I don't have to stay there um, overnight during the week. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to actually get my own place. Um, it was a studio and I remember, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, um, there was nothing. It was just a brand new carpet, brand new painting on the walls and nothing else. A tiny little kitchen. Um, 
a small bathroom and one room but I was facing uh, the beach and the Lake Michigan and I was so happy with the location <laughs> and I was imagining I remember I bought a mattress that I put on the floor I bought a pillow and a blanket and that's all I had and I got those yellow sticky notes and I, I was sitting there in my bed and I put the sticky notes on the wall and I said here comes my table here comes my plant here comes my tv <laughs> so I was imagining how I would decorate and that's how I started and, and so was what was your first purchase after the mattress uh, it was a table with two chairs <laughs> okay all right <laughs> yeah so I, I was eating mainly outside because I didn't have a table and chairs in the first few weeks um, yeah, and then uh, from there I, I started growing bigger and I, I purchased my first car and I, I felt more comfortable with a stick shift because that's how people and drive. And you were in driving Europe. in Chicago? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. That, that is that a challenge all by itself. <laughs> if you can drive in Chicago, you can drive any place. Correct. <laughs> So, yeah, and that's how I started. And then um, I started meeting people. I made friends and somebody told me uh, they were encouraging me. So do you want to be a babysitter for the rest of life? I'm like, absolutely not. I want to have my own business. And well, what are your passions? I'm like, I don't know. Do I have passions? So um, I started thinking, what would I like? And I, I always like to read. I like to um, I was dreaming about one day when I retire, I will write books. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, thanks to COVID, I, I, that happened much sooner. Uh, and then I like to, because uh, as a former journalist from my country, I think I always uh, was inclined to, to, I was so drawn towards uh, words towards creativity to uh, I like to paint abstract um, so yeah and so I figured oh one of the things that I think I'm very passionate about and I would like to learn is to learn how to do massages because um, it, it teaches me self-care I it teaches me how to take care of others ho- um, holistic way and I, I like to do everything with my hands so um, yeah, I find out a private school um, that I will be always grateful and thankful for. Um, I went there, so I was working full-time as a babysitter, and on the weekends I would attend this uh, massage school. And after I graduated, they wanted to open a brand new campus in Las Vegas. And because they saw me, how hardworking and, and accountable I was and how honest and hmm. uh, I was always there to help and uh, they, they offered sent you me, to Las Vegas? Yes, yes, they oh needed somebody wow. to be part of the management team and they already picked a director which was my Thai and Shiatsu instructor and uh, he needed more help uh, obviously and uh, I called him actually to ask because my car was something wrong with the clutch and I couldn't I didn't want it to pay so much money to repair it it was cheaper to buy a brand new car and so I called and I said hey you're Asian (laughs) I know you guys are like you know you have connections and and you pick uh, the best thing uh, that's most affordable 
and I'm in a position in my life where I don't have a lot of money, but I, I need a new car. So any chance you know someone? And um, he told me, not really, but I will keep asking. Um, in the meantime, what are you doing tonight? Can I invite you for dinner? And I said, yeah, I'm available. And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about? And uh, he told me, well, I'm packing, I'm moving to Las Vegas, I bought a house there and I wanted to see if you would accept um, to come and work with me and um, uh, that's how everything started. And I, I had one experience in Las Vegas when I was babysitting for a family in Chicago. Uh, she went to a best friend's wedding and she took me along to take care of the kids. And for three days, I was locked in the, not locked, but I, I was uh, stuck in a hotel room uh, with the air conditioning blasting and ordering food in the room. Um, and the very last day before we went to the airport, she took us through the aquarium to or planetarium, I can't remember, <laughs> and uh, we were running <laughs> to see something and then uh, to run to the airport from there. And that was my experience about Las Vegas. And so I said, I will never go back there. <laughs> and now you went to live there. So now I went to live there and I had the best time of my life. Um, and it was an amazing time and it was a totally different experience. Um, and living there, I realized that people actually have a normal life. Not everybody lives on the street <laughs> and not everybody's gambling. And it's a beautiful city that has a lot of opportunities. And I absolutely enjoyed it. I lived there for seven years until I met my husband and I met him online on a dating site. Oh my goodness. So you had to trust your heart. In Correct. that case, Again. so uh, intuition did did you well, I think. And you, I know you have a beautiful son. Yes, thank so you. So all Smart of that. And, and then how did you end up coming back to Florida? So after I met my husband, I, I was finally ready and I put it out there in the universe. I was ready to commit and have a family. And within three months, I met my husband and we got married. And uh, his family lived, in, uh, still lives in Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia. So uh, soon I find out I was pregnant and uh, we decided to move uh, close to his family because uh, I didn't know what to expect. I was a becoming a mother for the first time. And um, I said, okay, let's be close to your family since I don't have family here. Right. right. And that's how we moved uh, there for a couple of years. And my husband had a home here in uh, Florida and uh, the renter left um, and we came down here to remodel the house and decide if we wanted to keep it or sell it or what we do next. And I fell in love with the people, the weather, everything, and uh, the proximity to the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, wow, can we stay here? And my husband said, okay. Well, at the time he was a private, uh, private contractor, so he could work from anywhere, from home. 
and he said well I work with this company in Clearwater let me see if they need someone to work with them full-time and he applied and he got accepted so he said okay I have a job and we can stay <laughs> so isn't it interesting I mean like in every single instance you basically put it out to the universe and said I'm ready to move forward and whether it was leaving Romania mm -hmm. leaving Austria you know going from Miami to Chicago going from Chicago to Las Vegas and then back you know to Florida it was like the universe said oh okay you're ready for the next step here you go Damn. and you know trusting your intuition your heart it's all fallen into place correct and now you've got your third book coming out in April yes so tell us a little bit about the trilogy so we have three books yes and they kind of go from the first to the second to a conclusion correct okay so so the the first book so they have um, all the title following a dream and my first book um, is the period in my life where I was a young kid probably my son's age um, and um, I was dreaming I was in a sewing class and my teacher encouraged everyone not to put a long thread in a needle because if you do that you're gonna marry somewhere far far away from home <laughs> and in that moment I remember there was a spark in my brain and I was like wow if that's really true you're gonna get a long thread <laughs> I want a long thread uh -huh. <laughs> so I did that and uh, look at me I'm <laughs> married far far away from home um, so that was the day when the dream was born and um, I, I talk about um, the entire journey with setbacks, with fears, with uncertainties, with distractions and how I finally arrived to the destination, the country of my dreams, United States. And um, I, along the way, I learned many lessons, which at the time I thought people were mean to me, including my brother. Uh, like, for example, when I lived in Austria and I said, well, you, you're here for a long time and uh, help me get a job, help me. And he said, well, you see the kiosk down the street, go buy a newspaper and find a job. And, and across the street, there's a bus station. Good luck. <laughs> and uh, at tough. the time, it was very tough. But at the time, I, I was so mad at him. But it took me many years to understand that actually that moment was a blessing. He taught me how to be independent uh -huh. and not to fear, not to let anything stop me from getting what I want. And he encouraged me to know that I have the capacity, I have the potential to accomplish everything on my own. Uh -huh. And he gave me that courage and at the time I didn't understand that. No, and I, I would say that the majority of people do look, especially for family, if they're in a position to help, to help. Uh, and so when they don't, it's, it's you know, this sense of rejection that my own family is rejecting me. 
Right. Um, and in many instances, that's not the case. The family is embracing right. the person and saying, you can do it. Yes. I believe in you. Yes. And that's kind of what he did is he right. said, you know, there's the kiosk, get the newspaper, there's the bus stop. I know you can do it. Yeah. And at the time, I had way more pride. I was... Uh, I, I didn't want, like after that moment, I didn't want to ask my brother for any type of advice um, because I didn't want him to ever say, oh, you have this or you're here because of me. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to take the responsibility and accomplish everything on my own. And I think that's what motivated me, part of it. Uh, there were different reasons, but one of the reasons was um, to remind me uh, hey this is not my final destination i still have a long way to go why Mm -hmm. why am i here why did i stop Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that encouraged me and yeah there there is an expression uh, the journey is the reward yes and and i do believe that i think that would make a wonderful mantra for you know kiddos actually um by the time they're nine or ten years old to understand that however long they live you know if it's a hundred if it's 112 if it's you know 60 but however long they live that the entire distance you know that's the journey and it has all kinds of rewards in it if people will just kind of open their eyes and and look for them the rewards are there yeah it's uh, really I believe that one of my life mantra is that success is not a destination it's a journey mm-hmm. so where whatever we want in life right now um, the moment we reach that point we have to continue to work towards bigger dreams because our capacity keeps expanding and once we reach a, a point in our life and we got what we wanted, we want more, we want more. We want to see, okay, if I got this, wh- what else can I do? Right. And your dreams and, and your skills and your knowledge and everything expands with you, your mind, your vision. And um, the more you, you want to grow, the more you have to stretch yourself out of your comfort zone. And... Um, I believe that, you know, sometimes people fear to put the next step in front of the other because they don't know how to get there. They they don't, they think, I, I always look at life like, okay, I'm in a car and I'm driving and I'm in point A, I want to go to point B and that's my next goal and I don't have to see the whole road I just have to trust mm-hmm. m- myself that and my car that that you know and the GPS that is gonna take me there and um, most of the time right 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 <laughs> <laughs> like we saw today yeah, yeah. not but always does the GPS have it right it can correct. send you in this crazy direction that won't get you there right but yeah I I do think you know, looking for all of the, I don't know whether you want to call them treasures, but, you know, it's like an adventure that people can be on. So um, I went, um, you know, with a friend, you know, to uh, a little day trip, and we took a back road rather than take the interstate. And so coming back on that back road, we passed a, a really lovely little fruit stand that we wouldn't have seen because if you're out on 75 you can't pull over um, and we've passed this amazing field 
of Florida flocks and some other wildflowers and we're able mm. to take pictures of that. And so, and it was just a nice winding road. So you can have the most amazing little adventures if you're willing to get off the main drag. And most people aren't. Most people want to just stay right on the interstate because they deem that it's faster. Um, a lot of times interstates have major collisions and you sit there, you know, for an hour uh, twiddling your thumbs or listening to, you know, a YouTube program or something, <laughs> you know, while you're trying to move forward. But if we're willing to trust that inner guidance like you do, you know, then we can have the most amazing adventures of a lifetime just by getting off the beaten path. Charles Corral. I don't, I, you probably don't know that name, but um, have you heard of him? He's been deceased a while now, but he used to be fearful of flying. And so he had an RV and he never took the main roads. He always went the back roads and he wrote all kinds of books about what he found and the people that he met along those back roads, the adventures that he had. So, yeah, so I think we can do that. We can take a destination and say, what am I going to experience going from point A to point B if I just go and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And also I want to say people are so focused on what they want to get in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized if I let go of that desire and I look around me every day and I look for people that maybe need um, to be uplifted, they need a kind word, they need somebody to listen to them with empathy. Um, If I give more and I help the people around me, I help myself eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that people should focus so much on what they want. They should focus more on what other people want. And um, yeah, I think that's part of the success. And um, yeah, that story, taking the back road and and experiencing so many uh, fulfilling uh, experiences <laughs> yeah um, I it reminds me a lot of my journey because um, I was never a planner now I, I'm more structured and organized than ever before because of my husband <laughs> he, <laughs> <And your son. laughs> yeah and my son too they're both very uh, engineering minded and uh, yeah they believe that if you don't have a plan and a structure uh, towards your goals you're never gonna uh, um, or it's gonna take you forever to get there but um, I just want to have joy I don't want to always focus on doing the right thing not stepping on the side and and I just Mm want to go with the flow sometimes and I just want to let myself be pulled towards mm-hmm. what I want to accomplish in life and uh, that gives me more joy and more purpose and, and uh, when I'm more relaxed and, and happy then things come easily to me. Mm-hmm. I know you've talked about um, loving you know the beach here and uh, you know a lot of what I'm envisioning is that your life has been like waves you know it comes in and it goes out, but it's a gentle wave action. And so you never know what the wave is gonna bring in. It might bring in a spectacular shell (laughs) or a fish or, you know, it's, you know, but it's something that will be a gift that will come in 
and then recede. And life is like that. That's beautiful. I like that analogy. Absolutely. Yeah, beach um, is uh, always an attraction to me. And uh, the beach is always a place where I go to meditate. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so relaxing and soothing and uh, so inspirational. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it always brings me back to align myself with my goals mm-hmm. uh, because I think that that's one of the things that uh, people overlook in life. And that's why they struggle so much with uh, getting what they want uh, because they fall out of alignment with their goals and they go in tangents, they get distracted and they form thoughts and habits that doesn't take them where they want and then they act surprised like oh how come i'm not here Mm -hmm, (laughs) how mm -hmm. come this happened to me and then they start um, forming this um like victim mentality Mm -hmm. and there there's lots of signs that um you know you can check yourself if if you somehow uh like feel alone many times or you feel like you're you're not uh, understood or you feel like you're powerless you're stuck you you can't trust anyone uh, including your own decisions you if you feel like you're not comfortable talking about your struggles with anyone or uh, you don't feel open to share um, or, or even look for a solution you you're so focused on the problem and then to blaming something or someone so um, if if we look for all these signs um, and become more self-aware we learn how to take responsibility how to um, ask questions and, and not be afraid to uh, reach out to people that have more success in our life and and we value them uh, and uh, we respect them for who they are and what they accomplish in life and if they are willing to help us then we should go and ask them Uh, many times people tend to ask the friend or somebody that they spend more time with because they already have that trust and friendship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the best person to ask because that's true yeah we gotta look at the results and, yeah. and then yeah. go to the right person right i mean if if they're where you are they're not going to help you get where you want to go right <laughs> so right so. <laughs> but they can comfort you for the moment yeah that's so, true yeah there's lots and lots of books that help me to develop my to have be, have a better mindset to uh, be more successful to be more disciplined to have a clear vision to uh, find more inspiration more motivation to uh, have better relationships to have a better marriage to believe more in myself so yeah there's well there's lots. you can go to any Barnes and Noble and there's uh, probably about 10 aisles of self-help so, in some area yeah and and yet the bottom line is not what somebody else says I think you know becoming mindful yeah and beginning to um take time you know whether it's at the beginning of your day or the end of your day sometimes in the middle it's too crazy yeah but at some point just to say 
where am I? You know, where do I want to go? How am I going to get there? And, you know, taking the time. Now, for a lot of people, journaling makes a big difference. If yes. they just take a few minutes and journal, um, I would say first thing in the morning rather than last thing, you know, in the day. But whatever time you might have for five minutes or ten minutes, that's your time. And just say, okay, you know, this is going to help me reach my next step. You know, to, to write it down. And, of course, part of that is you and I are writers, so we typically do that. But uh, looking at it in a written form quite often clarifies things for people. And it gets it out of their head where it's yes. running around like the monkey brain. And it gets it out on a piece of paper where you can actually look at it and say, okay, what options do I really have? Um, sometimes it'll surprise you, you know, that you may have options that you never, ever thought of. Yes, so. and I believe uh, in the power of writing. Uh, I must have read somewhere in a book a long, long time ago. I can't remember when and uh, where it happened, but um, I believe in the power of writing down your thoughts, your goals, your desires, your dreams, mm -hmm. and uh, your affirmations. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I, yeah. I, I read my affirmations every single day. I because there's a lot of negativity around us and if we allow uh, other people or situations to influence um, our decisions and who we are then we we uh, become unbalanced emotionally and we forget quickly who we are and what we stand for and right. yeah that's why I like to write down everything I, I brought a journal and um, yeah, I, I, I write makes, down, yeah, journal makes like a that. huge, huge difference. Well, yeah. our hour is done, and so um, it uh, goes very quickly. Um, I love the conversational flow that, you know, I have with my guest. And so how can people get hold of you if they would like to contact you? Okay, um, so I can be reached by email. And my best email address is Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A, -E at Glosser Foundation, G-L-A-S-S-E-R-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N dot org. So Andrea at Glosser Foundation dot org. Or I'm on Twitter, uh, Andrea Glosser at Andrea underscore Glosser. Or on Facebook, you can reach me at Glasser Media Group. Yeah, okay. There's many ways. All right. So I will put all of those in the synopsis. And uh, that way people will be able to just click on it and say hi. And if they'd like to talk to you, you know, that's the way they would get in touch. Thank all you. All right. Well, everybody out there, have a wonderful remainder of your week. Um, I know that uh, Andrea's given us some really good thoughts about how to make this your best life. And uh, so go out there and uh, explore those uh, paths that are lying ahead of you and know that the journey truly is the reward. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.